You're listening to a podcast by Oak Magazine. I would like to acknowledge the Dja Wurrung people as the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was recorded. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine. And I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. If you're an NBA 2K23 gamer, you'll have noticed there's a new player on the Pelicans roster and he hails from my hometown, Bendigo, in central Victoria. Australian basketballer Dyson Daniels is the latest star to be drafted into the NBA. He went at number eight to the New Orleans Pelicans, and the 19-year-old's four-year contract is rumoured to be around US $25 million. Of course, behind every successful athlete is a parent, or two in this case, proud mum Brikita Cool Daniels, with her husband, Ricky Daniels, have helped Dyson realize his dream of playing in the NBA. Basketball talent runs in the family, with eldest son Kai playing college basketball for Regis University and younger son Dash recently named among Australia's top 20 under 16 basketballers. All three boys have played representative basketball, which translates into many hours spent training and traveling. That in itself sounds like a full-time job, but somehow Brikita and Ricky have also managed to successfully run one of Bendigo's best gyms for over 20 years. So what does it take for a kid in country Victoria to play ball on the biggest stage in the world? In this exclusive interview, Brikita shares with us their family's basketball journey and the whirlwind experience of the NBA draft. We talk about the media attention, the sacrifices, that big MBA contract, managing the expectations on younger son Dash, taking time out of the business and going viral, all thanks to a stunning white dress. Plus, Brikita shares with us an exclusive announcement in regards to Dyson. Meet my very good friend, Brikita, mum of Australia's newest MBA star. Hello, Brikita, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Kimberly. I'm so happy that you have found time for me, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> How many months after the uh, NBA draft has oh, it been? Oh, look, I think it seems like a long time ago, but it has only been, um, I think, four weeks, four weeks around about. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's crazy. Uh, lifetime ago already by the feeling, but. <laughs> I know, I know. So it is um, an honour to be able to interview the mum of Australia's top draft pick, there were other Australians that went, weren't there? Uh, yes, there was another Australian, but um, yeah, he was in the draft a bit further down. Yeah, so, but yep. uh, but yeah. we only knew one. We were only watching. Really? I mean, only the top yeah, ten exactly. matter. <laughs> <laughs> Selfishly, that's what my mind was on as well. So yeah, yep. <laughs> excellent. Now, look, I'm not going to go too much into your background because we've got other podcasts with you that um, that talk about that. I really want to talk about the lead up to the NBA draft what that media circus was like and then 
business as well because I'm assuming you're on cloud nine and then you've come back home and it's (laughs) back to reality. (laughs) Well and truly back to reality. No, exactly. But it's still some great feelings though with it all. And and as we sit here right now, my mind's going back to that that event and uh, just absolutely excitement plus. Yeah. Yeah. No makeup team today, sorry. No, <laughs> what are you doing to me, hey? Lucky no one can see us. I know. The real Brikita has come about again. Yep. <laughs> so yes. let's go back a little bit in terms of basketball. Uh, where does that come from? Because your family are so involved in that sport. Yeah, look, it's all because of Dad, Ricky Daniels. I didn't even know basketball. As much as I was a sporty girl growing up and did every sport at high school, tennis was my main. I, I had never played basketball. I think we, it was once one semester of a high school, you know, prac thing you did. But um, met their dad, Ricky, and he was a professional basketball player that came out to play in Australia and... Once we started our family and had three boys, it's like, well, what do you do? <laughs> uh, any sport, but of course, dad well and truly influenced it. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I tried it once and I was always the last to leave training. You had to obviously get your free throw in. in. And yep. I mean, even with, I'm a defender. So even with a backboard, I was useless. <laughs> so it's not a sport that I've ever enjoyed. Well, I think because you've got to start it up because I was tennis netball. And even for that short time of mucking around at basketball in high school, I just couldn't transfer the skills to the dribble. Mm. Yeah, no. So, you know, so it's just not that easy. And the whole, and you even shoot differently because the boys laugh at me because I still shoot like a netballer. So <laughs> <laughs> forget mum there. <laughs> but it's interesting because I I know that my boys have just absolutely embraced basketball Mm. and it is because of what's happened over the last, I want to say, 18 months, two years, like with G League and then obviously uh, the draft now of what's happening. Um, You know, suddenly I've got to learn this sport and, (laughs) you know, all these. I'm like, what was that call? And, you know, it brings them such And obviously a little bit influenced by the fact that we know each other and you have followed our journey just a little closer, but you're quite right. I mean, just I am just in awe I cannot believe how big this one draft pick the media attention that came with it which we when I say expecting we knew there was media attention particularly in the US but I'm talking Australia wide not even just Bendigo Victoria that um catapulted Dyson forward so that every kid in Bendigo seems to know who he is now yeah you know yep. if, so it's uh and do you think yeah. they knew about it beforehand or it really was those couple of days in the lead up to the draft um probably 50 50 you know there's obviously still the following of the basketball world and we're keeping an eye on what we call the mock drafts and uh, there was there was obviously all the social sites that have every type of basketball thing you can imagine um, but no, since from the announcement and when just general mainstream media catches on, that, that's what really, really sort of solidifies people wanting to know more. Uh, even just yesterday I ran into a lady that used to um, own the news agency in Bath Lane for years and years and years and, and she would always call me when there's a picture of the boys in the paper, you know. Gosh. But then she spoke to me yesterday and she actually still had no idea, just the conversation, she had no idea 
how big this draft pick and paying in the NBA was, but she was just so, oh, I'm so proud of your son, well done, and everything like that, but still not quite understanding what it meant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Geraldine? Yes, yes, Geraldine. (laughs) They are so lovely um, because they have the City Central news agency and I just love dropping the mag off to them every quarter and they know who you are and they put you in prime position and (laughs) it's just lovely. Yeah, great supporters of local, there's no doubt about that. It's just that small town. Yes. feeling too you know everyone yeah. because I, I think because obviously they've seen what we call our media of the local Bendigo Addy and the local the stuff and of course that they were proud moments really yeah. proud moments for you you know 12 13 14 year olds um and you, like I said they just didn't un- they would just be proud for you as well to have a picture in a paper but this is a whole nother thing again incredible <laughs> yeah. you on the actual day you couldn't turn on any channel look at any social media without seeing Mm. not only just about the draft pick but also about Dyson because it's Australia and obviously you know we've had Josh Giddy before him but to see yeah another was incredible. Keep in mind I had no idea of any of that because I was just busy doing everything that that they had you back to back in the events of things you had to go to so um, I was very very unaware for a good 48 hours of the draft day and the next day of everything that was going on and until I could get my breath back then um, all those messages started really coming through. Yes. imagine it so what sort of impact has sport had on your three boys so um like I think about this a lot and um look through luck or good I don't know what you want to call it but it's not something you planned you know you're happy kids you don't know if you're gonna have boys or girls how they're going to be um I was always I've always been an outdoor person so whatever I was going to do I got those kids outside um, and then they just naturally obviously st- were showing signs of being coordinated. You start with soccer, football. You just roll them in anything to keep them busy. Keep them out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And three boys, the fights, you know, the struggles, the back, you know. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty much a, we were parents of just keeping these kids active and busy. So um, and when I think about that, I mean, and obviously this grew more and more as their talent showed for kids to really do well and like all parents just put their kids on doing this sort of stuff but then in hindsight when I think about it it was the most amazing extended family is what we've got with all of this you know I mean I couldn't be there for every second every how every way or my husband but the coaches of these little you know young junior teams and the parents that you meet and then um, you get lifts to places for them and so you've got to recognize that you know, we've we've grown these kids up with a great extended family, and this extended family is the Bendigo people. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's worked really well for us. And so I think about the things where it could go off the tracks, so when kids do go the wrong way or in the wrong groups and so forth. But they had too many eyes on them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to do that, and then look, we placed well because everyone knew Ricky Daniels because he played for Bendigo Braves. So I think our boys were always astounded that we would hear things. So yeah, it was probably yeah. enough to scare them <laughs> off, you know, going the wrong way. <laughs> but when you mention them being active, I like I can recall seeing you all as a family um, riding down to the lake. Yep. You know, um, yeah. we'd be there with ours and then I'd see you guys and you've you've ridden there, you know, you've obviously had a play on the playground, then you've loaded them back in and off yes, you've gone. Exactly. I mean, here we are driving there, getting <laughs> out in pushes. And, yeah. I know. Well, it's, just, it's, it's different, different families in different ways, isn't there? And my yeah. way was I have no problem with that, you know, running, riding, getting out and doing that. 
Um, and that, that's what worked for us. So there's no different, I mean, whether you drove there or not, but it just happened to work for our family. It worked for me that they would have their afternoon sleep still, particularly when they were you know, three, four, four years old, yep. <laughs> tire them out. Um, but, yeah, that's just what we did. And I didn't think about right or wrong or how or when. It was just get through your day like you do when you've got a busy family. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about Dyson. Has it always been his dream to be an NBA player? Um, well, not when I say not always, it was not until he connected to what the NBA is and LeBron James, just like any Australian kid, they first only hear about the, the, the super superstars. There, there are great players in the NBA all round, but the super superstars. So I, I would say eight, nine, ten is when they started talking because that's what they do at that age, yeah. all kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's interesting that you say it's usually the big name players mm. because now in 2022 I know that our boys are on um I don't know I'm going to embarrass them <clears throat> by saying is it a PS4 or Xbox <laughs> I don't know PS5 now yeah, yep, an NBA yes. some sort of game yeah. and they were just so excited because Dyson was about to drop in as a player or an yeah, option for I know, them I don't know you know this, he hadn't even made the NBA and I still don't understand stage. all this sort of stuff because oh, God, so much is happening and and um just the reach out of the opportunities when you're in the right place and things are happening for you. But that's just, that is huge again. And that's a huge world of um, probably non-athletes, you know. Mm. So, yep. yep. <laughs> now, it's not just talent that got him where he is. Yep. Like I imagine that it's a grind for him all the time and he's had to work hard to get there. Yep. Um, what's been your role in that? Like how have you supported him through that journey to make sure that, you know, he realised his dream? And Yeah, look, look. Um, as parents, you know, you, you have the choice when the opportunities came, whether you know you go to trials and they're chosen. And actually I was speaking to your husband and we were just talking about your son being chosen for something and then, if you don't mind me saying, the shock of the finances. Oh, my gosh, You yes. know, really. <laughs> and and that, that that's a real game changer for a lot of families, all right, because it's not that it's so expensive but it's well and truly up there, you know, in what you've got to do, let alone the cost of when you're on the road and the petrol and so forth. Now, we certainly were not in a fine, you know, financial for that either but we just found a way. We just knew it's important Um uh, all the kids sh- showed talent to having this selection and you make sacrifices for this to happen. So, um, you know, and that's just one one angle of the financials that you decide. Secondly, time. Time is the number one thing. We're country Victoria. We travel all the way over to Gippsland, Warrnambool, Phillip Island to play country basketball. So hours of driving, hours of food, you know, stopping on the way, more costs and things like that. Look, and in hindsight... It didn't seem like a drag because it was our family events together. And luckily for us, both of our older boys usually got to the same tournament, different age groups, and then we had a um, five-year gap for the other. So that was our way of spending time together as a family in an enjoyable way. But, hey, um, I would already be on the way back. Have I prepared? um, Have I got what I need in the fridge for school this week? Is the whole weekend's gone? Um, The business rosters, are they done? Do people know what they're doing (laughs) in business? So... I mean, I could go on forever about the juggle, the absolute juggle, um, which is my forte as the mum of the family, the event manager, juggler of the family. And then dad's the great supporter and coach and role model, uh, and also to me too, by the way, is support, but 
Definitely not an event manager, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he was in charge, we'd be late all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we editing that, Ricky Daniels? I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as you said, you've got, it, it is financial. Like we've just got one that started on his little mm. sort of representative journey yep. and that hasn't even brought in any travel yet no. and hotels. And it's so interesting that you've mentioned it too, because um, when it came up with um, David and I looked at the calendar and I said, cause he goes, how do we make this happen? I said, I can understand why, you know, Brikeet had mentioned having a broader family and you know extended how you do family have a, a other people to call family on. yeah exactly yeah. and and, and when, back to that note when I mentioned about the financial that that's that sticking point where a lot of families have to say no mm. we can't do it yeah um or you know for whatever reason time we were lucky to have our own business meaning that I could make a flexible roster to let us go if you if you have a boss to report to you can't, no. <laughs> you know, not all the time. So there's so many things that have to go right for us to be where we are now in opportunities of where you place yourself in life. Yep. But however, saying that you can do it if you try hard enough. So, yeah. yeah. So being so busy and I know fitness is such a big thing for you you've still managed to fit in your own fitness. Oh, like yeah, that's Deb. Like yeah, what yeah, dropped, yeah, what yeah. ball did you drop, yep. you know, travelling around and especially, you know, Kai and Dyson, they're obviously, yes. you know, playing a lot of rep and then Dash has come through now and yep. and doing a lot. Like that's three boys. <laughs> look, I'm I, I, managing um, young. Look, my nature and my nature is um, probably, probably a little bit on the selfish side, but the selfish has grown from knowing what's best for me and, and everybody in the family. Mm. So... Um, all these events and trainings, I'm not sitting on the. Ch- I'm not sitting and watching. I will have packed my clothes, my runners, my bag, my bike, whatever the destination we're going to, <laughs> um, to get my mental health and physical stuff in, because I enjoy it a lot. I mean, not all the time, but I am not sitting in the bleachers watching training, for a better word. <laughs> Um, dropping them off to go to the supermarket to get the food ready for the whatever, you know. So um, Dad's different. He loved watching all of that, okay. Yeah. I didn't enjoy watching it so much, but probably because I knew of everything that had to be in place for everything to go well yeah. <laughs> in my own business and life. So, um, and, and first and foremost, my mental health. I mean, I just know how much better I feel. Mm. I'm not a grumpy mum, can do so much more <laughs> about getting all that done. So, and and. I still, to the, I mean, I don't know if it's worked actually, Kimberly, because I still walk further than the boys, run further than the boys, may not as, maybe not as quick, but my mind was always like I'm showing them the way to live and yeah. do, even though they're not doing any of the stuff that I do. <laughs> they're doing the different sports. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, I've never heard them say like, you know, hey, mum, I'm really, you know, I really appreciate and proud of you that, you know, you keep fit. Yeah. <laughs> It hasn't occurred to them yet. (laughs) No, great role model though, absolutely. So let's go to the NBA draft. Uh, You went over about a week prior. Yep, that's right, yep. Um, What was the lead up to that like? I mean, there's a lot of talk around an NBA draft. So those that don't realise it, there's actually lists that come out all the time. All the time. In the league. Like, again, I've never paid any attention to it until this year. And I'll be honest, neither had I Mm. really. It wasn't until maybe 10 to six months out from the draft that I, first of all, 
understood what a draft is. I had no idea. This really? was, and the questions that I was asking, Dyson kept saying, don't ask that, Mum, because like, you look so stupid. Why are you asking that? Like how many are in it and what does it mean? What's the difference between top 10 or top 20, top 30? There was so much to learn. Um, and I really didn't even focus or know that, you know, like I said, at least six months beforehand, probably when he got um, had his year with Ignite in the G League. And even then, not so much – well, he wasn't even a draft pick. He wasn't in mock draft at all. Okay? Yeah. Um, and, and and when that sort of – that hype started happening, that's when I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And we were told over and over again to ignore them, ignore them. It really is a media thing, yeah. um, something they like to talk about. But having said that, in hindsight, they were pretty right about Dyson all the way through. So I don't know which way to go. I was told by the agent and all the the powers that be, the NBA people that were helping us, and look, um, forget the drafts, forget the drafts. I think they're just trying to maybe there's been more disappointment over years when you've looked, you know, that they've felt from people or, or sort of athletes, sorry, I should say, as opposed to my God, Dyson had the dream run. He yeah, did it. Yep. With one hiccup, what we didn't realise was, so is um, in the early days of G League Ignite when he very first um, was playing, I hadn't watched all the games, but apparently Dyson was woeful, absolutely woeful in comparison to his teammates. So there was a real worry had they done the right thing in selecting him. Oh, my <laughs> right? gosh. Really. So there was yeah. a bit. And I didn't find out till a few months later that Dyson expressed to me how upset he was at that time. Oh which upset me even more that he hadn't called us earlier to, to tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But he, he did have great support around him. But the point being, um, he really slid backwards for a couple of months there. Uh, however, credit to Dyson, he dug deep, he worked hard, and then those draft numbers and picks and all that sort of stuff yeah. <laughs> started coming. And that's the thing. Dyson's... Uh, He's 19. Yes, exactly. Just turned 19. Know, like, really. this is the other thing. He's yep. still a kid. Absolutely. Oh, you know? such a kid. But there's this, oh, I don't know what it is. I wouldn't say maturity. There's a huge extreme with Dyson, a, a, a huge immaturity of being an absolute prankster and laying on the ground and I can still see my son that has those temper tantrums that we used to call the blowfly because his legs would be in the air, arms in the air, going off when he was so mad. But when it comes to this basketball career, the media, the people he speaks to and meets, the maturity is phenomenal. I don't know where that's come from. I can only put it down to um, the whole journey that he's had from juniors to Australian to sport to NBA Academy. Do you know what I mean? As in all the practice of the people he has had to speak to along the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had the support through him and... Um, he also has a mum that speaks very well to media <laughs> as well. Like you guys have had to do a lot of media and yourself. It's, but it's so. funny you say that because in my ear right now I'm hearing Dyson saying, stop saying that, mum, you're asking too many questions. <laughs> That's what mums do. We, I we, know. Yeah, embarrass and I, I, our kids and sometimes. Just, and now that Dyson was old enough, he's still only 19, it was in the last six months that I, I did sit him down in a very stern way and, and gave him the speech of, if you don't ask questions, Dyson, you'll never learn. Mm. I said, I have no um, problem in feeling silly of asking one question. You'll feel sillier if, you know, a hundred questions you didn't know the answer to at all because yeah. you never asked that first one. Yeah. Um, so I'm just learning, mate. There's no, I'm not offending anybody. I'm just learning. I don't know how they're taking it, but you have to just live with the fact that's your mum. Yeah. Which is, he's at that stage now. I hope he understood where I'm coming from as opposed to as a younger boy. It's just like, 
be quiet, mum. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that's something that I've learned off you as well, is to ask the question. <laughs> you know, like, so it, it does. You sometimes just need someone to be doing that and going, well, it's okay to ask the question. Now I say it to David, well, why don't you just ask? <laughs> just ask, just tell, exactly. You know, and because I'm always weighing up options, you know. It's like, okay, ask a few questions to find out, all right, what's the mid- middle answer? What am I going to go? What does I instinctively feel best with moving forward because I asked this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Now, on the day of the NBA draft, you get a whole makeup team. You get very well looked after. Um, so, yeah, tell me about that day when you woke up. To, yeah. yeah. Did you get to bed early the night before? Or was it just so, like, the nerves um, and excitement? Well, no, no. Well, we, we were in bed early, but then, um, so just digress. That particular night, we when I say early, 10 o'clock, most of the day had been done. Um, but we had been really busy because the film crew had been following us around for days, okay? So it wasn't just NBA stuff. We had a separate Australian film crew that was following us around for a future possibility of something coming up, I don't know. So we were. All, I was always on, oh, I wouldn't say on guard because you do actually forget, you know, that they're there for after a while. Really? A bit like yeah. the conditions, I think. You know, you really do <laughs> after a while forget they're there until they say, can we have a one-on-one interview? And you, then you sit down and speak. Yep. But... The night beforehand, it was Kai, my oldest son's 21st birthday coming up. Um, and Dyson kept calling us to say, don't go to sleep yet. I've got to come and talk to you about something. Don't go to sleep yet. I've got to come talk to you about something. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. What's going on, Dyson? What's going on? You know, we had no idea. Dyson had been waiting for um, a special jeweler to deliver a necklace that he had had made for Kai's 21st oh, birthday and yeah. it didn't get there till midnight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, And then it just felt like he came to our room and said, hey, I've got this, here you go, happy birthday, see you later. <laughs> it was a very touching moment, but that was the night before. But um, back to preparation of the draft. Um, look, I, I, I'd like to say once again, I had no idea what to expect, no idea. I did a little bit of a search of past drafts saw that mums were wearing um, anything from just a corporate suit or general. It's not as fancy as you think at all. So that did my head in more than anything. It was like how to not be too fancy, how not to be not too bland, <laughs> and then put Brikita in it, if I'm honest. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> right, really. Because I didn't want to embarrass my son in any way more than it's his moment. Yep. Because um, really it was always his moment. I just knew we didn't. What I knew is that we were going to the draft. It was the first thing that I knew a couple of months out, knew the date. Okay, great, got that. Um, the next step is whether you're going to be invited to the so-called green room. Mm. And that then meant you will be on TV for that first intro with as you come out on stage and you will be sitting at a table close to the stage. Otherwise, if you're not in that top 15, you're up in the bleachers and no camera's finding you, okay? So it was still the unknown. <laughs> So the lead up, um, the lead up for me was just finding a dress I felt great in. I did come across some sort of I don't know TikTok, Instagram reel, I don't know that suggested for the first time it made sense to take a photo of yourself in dressing rooms in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. I was astounded how what I would put on dressing. Oh, I really like that. Take a picture in the dressing room. And go. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so I had a bit of fun a yeah. few months beforehand going to Melbourne, trying things on to see what may present back on camera. Does that mm. make just in preparation of a possibility? Yeah. Got closer to the date and um, asked, I had uh, three possibilities, asked all the boys which ones, which dress did they like the best? 
they chose that particular one, the cream one that I wore, which was a great choice in the end because it didn't clash with all their suits. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they chose it. I think Kai actually said you look younger in that one compared to others. <laughs> I said, that'll do it. Oh, that's great honesty. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the day came. Um, the agent had always organised hair, makeup, the whole lot. My first time ever going through that. It was, it was great. Once again, not probably not as, um, how can I, you know, as I said to you, getting ready for a wedding, really exciting, all these things really exciting. Our hotel room was nothing fancy. We were stuck in a bit of a corner. Girl rocks up with a suitcase of crap. I'm yep. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Other ones got the hair. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like a glam room that I was no. in getting it done. But um, I did actually have a trial the day before for my hair and could have nearly cried because it was absolutely what I didn't want. It was one of those situations where I saw a hairstyle I liked, I sent it to them months beforehand, you know, blah, 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 got them to try it and it was totally wrong for me. So thank God I had this trial. Yes. Oh. And... Um, and so then I told agent to tell hairdresser because I didn't want to tell the hairdresser. <laughs> um, and then anyway, and then the next day everything worked out really well for that. So, yep. Yeah. And I feel like what you ended up with was is how you are anyway. Oh, that's like good it's to true hear. to yourself. Yeah. So well, I can't yeah. imagine what you had planned <laughs> outside yeah, of that. Outside yeah. of that. Oh, no real plan. Just you're quite right. At the end of the day, it was true to myself what it was. Yeah. So um, never ever expecting that that I would even get any hype whatsoever because mm. I have not had that until that draft. Yes. You know what I mean? It's every article about my boys and their success was connected to their dad, Ricky Daniels. So it would start off Ricky Daniels, ex-Braves player or champion, you know, professional basketball player. I never got a mention. <laughs> so I really absolutely had no thought whatsoever that, that I would. Yeah. So we um, have known each other for a while in terms of business and we work on some social media things together and you're always asking me, how do I go viral? How do I make this go viral? <laughs> exactly. Well, there, there you go. And you went viral. <laughs> I had such joy. In and we still don't know the answer because it just happened and I've got no idea. Exactly. I had such joy in um, having a look at uh, Google and just, yeah, putting in Brikita Cool Daniels and, yeah, you were viral and then screenshot and send to you. Um, like how was that because that happened immediately so as soon as you walked out yes on that big screen there was one person that had posted a comment I think it was on Twitter actually um, and that's what started it all yep and it just went. Well, I'm not on Twitter, so I have no idea, but yeah. America is huge on Twitter. Yep. So it makes sense to me that that was the first thing that supposedly happened. Yeah. Um, for 48 hours, I had no idea. No idea. No idea. Once, the, once Dyson, we'd gotten through the nerves of being selected and then really excited for that, you're whisked off for interviews, you're whisked off for official media um, pictures. Then we have our own after party, exhausted, and the next day you're still doing those sort of things, you know, catching up. And getting ready for whatever. Um, so it was really, like I said, 48 hours later when my I finally got to my Instagram and I'm having my friends messaging me these articles and what's going on. And then my son Dash is, started saying, um, geez, mum, you're starting to beat me and all my Instagram followers, you know. I'm like, what's going on? So by the hour he was giving me an update. Yeah. So we were playing a game with it more than anything because I was still in a bubble. I know it's hard to sound what you saw going on everywhere 
my bubble was not that. My bubble was still just with my family oh, in this NBA community, yeah. getting my immediate friendships and friends telling me this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it was probably yeah, 48 hours later that I started seeing more. And then more things. And then Ricky came back one to the hotel room to say a friend had said to me, I'm in the, I'm in the New York Post in New York. So the only thing we tried to do was go and find the actual print paper yeah. of the New York Post. Do you know how hard that is? No. There is no news agencies in New York. Really? I, it seems like print has disappeared completely. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, those in the movies, just those vendor machines yeah. you have to help yep. yourself to? I had to find those in a, in a pharmacy, some type of pharmacy. And still, I still couldn't find it. Still, this day, I couldn't get it. Wow. So, yeah. Well, I'm not sure how many uh, listeners I have uh, in the states, but if anyone has a New York Times around that time, well, because uh, I yeah. just would have liked. Of course, you've got all the social media stuff. Yeah, but, but something but, to cut out. Exactly, yeah. something to cut out. You know, See. old school. This is why <laughs> we have print. Yep. Would have been just uh, for my memory, my yep. nice. And as exactly. a nana later on, you can cut it out. Yeah, See, I was exactly. in the New York Times. But I've got all the uh, from the NBA night. Um, all the lanyards with the NBA official stuff. There was a ball with Dyson's name on it. I made sure I grabbed that. So, (laughs) And and this was embarrassing, Dyson, by the way, because to him that's not an issue thing anymore. It's like, Mum, what are you doing? You know, plenty of that. No, no, this day, this night, this is important to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, yes, you did go viral. Did you ever sit to read the comments? No. You know what? Um, No, I I really didn't. Um, Something in my innate... Mm-hmm. instinct and obviously being older and and hearing about trolls and like this sort of stuff um I, I i really did not i maybe i would quickly look through direct messages and if i recognized the handle of the social person as a friend definitely quickly went into it but i scrolled very quickly through everything i did not look at facebook ones yeah. um i just knew that it would be a mix of Good and bad, if you yep, want to put it that yep. way. And it wasn't something to ruin my moment. No. And I still to, still to this day have not really read anything bad. I think that's a yeah. great um, thing to do anyway. Do, yeah. As you said, like it is, it's such a mix of people that come out in their little keyboard warrior Yeah. Um, I think you mode. know me well enough to know that I'm, I'm my confidence in myself is – enough to know who I am I know who yeah. I am you yeah. know and no amount of um you know bad whatevers <laughs> um is going to get to me I think no one told me this or maybe I did hear something but I did I did start feeling a little guilt that I had I was taking away from Dyson's yeah. um moment I think my... that was the the main thread oh was it yeah, yeah. was that um, I must have yeah some, you were yeah. taking the limelight off yeah. it. like it's I, I don't his know night. why that came to me maybe oh. I did read something mm. or maybe someone said something to me or just a mother's a mother's instinct yeah. I don't know yeah. uh, but I was very very quickly assured by people around me he has so many moments and so many moments to come that you know really absolutely not you know so <laughs> and then when you explain it's Actually, the boys that picked which dress you wore. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. No, they did. They were all part of it, the whole thing. But, I mean, I'm sorry, no one goes to an NBA, one of this NBA draft night thinking that you're going to be picked because of your dress. That's It's just not something on the radar, you know, (laughs) really. I'm just just really excited now that I have the best family photos of my life from the night. They're incredible. They're just wonderful. That's forever and ever grateful that I've got that. Yeah. Uh, and, and as mature boys, because as you know, how hard is it to get a picture like that when they're older? <laughs> yeah, and they're all dressed up. 
you know, know, in beautiful suits so, and looking their best. Yep. No, no. But really, this whole happen? and and then on, secondly, I was very, I'm very, very aware. Um, we have entered this world of business. This is a business game now, and so. Um, media needed a different angle to basketball. Yeah. So if it wasn't me, they were going to find another mother of somehow, some way, <laughs> or some angle that wasn't basketball to bring more attention to their night of night of this um, NBA draft night. Are you always stressing and guessing when it comes to your social media marketing? Do you feel like your effort doesn't bring the results you need or you don't know how to check? Well, you need to check out my friend Mac and Ernie. Erica McInerney is a qualified marketing strategist with 25 years real experience, putting advertising, marketing and social media to work. She's focused on regional and rural businesses, teaching you the skills and confidence to develop strategy, measure results and keep that content machine running. For free tips, follow Mac and Ernie on social media or head to macandernie.com.au to find out more. Now back to the show. So how was the media? Obviously, there's lots of it surrounding it, both in the States and Australia coming back in. Yep. Were you ever part of those conversations or was it still all about Dyson no. and, you know, and, and Dad, really? Um, no, you know, all about Dyson and Dad. Yeah. I mean, a couple of when, when family was involved, like Sunrise, Channel 7 and so forth, yes. But what, what happened is that um, I would get some um, messages sent to me like, 3AW, most, mostly Australian media, yeah. like mainstream Australian media, radio and everything like that. Uh, but can we have an interview? Can we have an interview? But I've got to pass that, or whether I have to or not, I don't have to, I would pass that via Dyson's agent yeah. to have it managed properly. And I would yep. ask him and he would say yay or nay, whether it was necessary or not. <sighs> so that was, that was an easy thing for me to just bypass and I wasn't fussed about having to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm. Um, well, now when you Google... Brikita, yeah. I mean, you come up, you've got a whole thing, so you need to get on your LinkedIn and fix that. There was, uh, for, for me, um, there was some nice times that, you know, some primary school friends have reached out and, uh, like, one was like, oh, what was the comment? Something like, oh, is that where you ended up? And Which is sort of nice in its way. Because <laughs> you, know? you always wonder, at, you know, when you reunions, that's yeah, the only thing we yeah. have. What do people do? Where'd they go? And everything like that. So um, I'm obviously very, very proud of everything about our family, one way or the other. So uh, I'd like people to know yeah. our life. Well, that's one thing I've also noticed over the years is going to events with you and especially in the lead up to the draft, um, people would say, oh, so, you know, they might ask you a question. You go, oh, yeah, my kids play basketball and and that's how you'd play it. Like, yeah. I mean, never. I'd sit there and wait and it never came to say, yeah, you know, my son actually plays <laughs> over in the G League and is in the draft this year. He like it this never big, came big, up big and thing. I think, oh, oh. wow, that's, yeah. um, Some moments on this past journey, like, for instance, waiting in customs in LA to get through um, and you could, I could see some stairs um, not for me back then because it was before the draft, yeah. but they had recognised Dyson. Um, so a couple of men came over and they were in the basketball world, if you want to call it, and tried just started talking to Dyson and things like that. So, um, But, yeah, no, um, I don't know. It's not, I never meant to downplay it. Oh, well, no, I probably did a little bit because I was conscious of they were always winning what they did. So yeah. I didn't need to make that anymore. People knew without mm. me having to say too much more. There, yep. so. <laughs> now, as a 19-year-old, he's 
signed an incredible deal for yes. an incredible amount of money uh, for the NBA. I mean, I think that's normal, yep. sort of what they come in yeah, at, which is yeah, just yeah. mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Um, how have you set him up or is there anything that you've taught him over the years to make sure he's – sensible with that oh, money look, or no, do you know no, what I mean like how do they this this frightens me more than anything um from from so many angles to um not change the person that he is because if there was one common thread this whole journey people loved Dyson not the basketball they really loved Dyson the person because he is really a great kid mm. in every way and that does frighten me when this huge amount of money comes in not because this is just how can I describe it? It would be silly to think that he wouldn't change a bit mm. when you've got that much coming to you. Because, like, you know, and the world he's gone into, there is an expectation or that you have to live up to certain ways, whether in fashion sense, where you're going, what you're doing, you're grooming. Do you know what I mean? Things do yeah. change. Be realistic. That fashion <laughs> part of it yeah. is. Like I just, I've actually gone through um, some of the NBA teams and they're. Instagram and then even with G League, like they actually have yep. like fashion shoots. Like well, I first, can't believe how yeah, big that is. Well, the first three months of G League for Dyson, he was still wearing his his clothes from Australia, you know, the champion tracky yeah, bags and things yeah. like that. And it wasn't until I went over and I did notice some of the boys always um, – when I say dressing up in fashion clothes before mm. going to training or before going to a game, I'm like, Dyson, we've got to get you some decent clothes. Yeah. I had to tell him because he was so could not care less yep. still. Because <laughs> they have this red carpet. Yeah, all and of that the fashion sort of stuff. cam and they take a photo of them all mm. on the red carpet before their That's game. Right. So we finally just got something a little better or a little just a bit more individual of what mm. he was wearing, but now it's a whole different ball oh. game. But probably um, we have had countless um, – Zoom calls and meetings with the people who know this world so well about protecting him and his finances and the and the sharks that will try and come in his world to market, to promise, to grab, all that sort of – probably too much, to be quite honest, um, that, yeah, we really are a little paranoid, yeah. <laughs> which may not – and it's a world we don't understand at all, but we do um, – we have people in place. We have an agent in place. We have separate to the agent um, a financial – advisor and accountant um so we've got all this in place but still that's there's still people that work for dyson so if dyson says hey i want that amount of money and i want to spend it on that they yeah. they have to give it to him they can give him a bit of advice and talk and everything like that but so, it's his decision isn't but it, it is his yeah. decision yep. and that has already majorly changed for dyson we've gone from zero to a hundred in you know three months yep. in the way that dyson knows he's got money to spend yeah. Um, and Ricky will keep telling me that when I get worried, like when I think it's so unnecessary to be, I don't know, wearing a $500 bucket hat, okay? <laughs> I reckon <laughs> I know Gucci. which hat. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, Ricky was, I suppose $500 in the scheme of Dyson's life in the future is like 10 cents. Yeah. And I will never probably understand that, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's just going to be a different world that all together as a family we're going to have to learn to navigate. Of course, keep him grounded, but not. I don't want to be the stifling mum that's keeping him grounded in a, in a way that's not realistic to the world he's living in. Yes. And I'm going to have to learn that. Yep. I don't know that answer yet. I'll ask the questions. That's <laughs> I'll ask the He'll questions. He'll love that. <laughs> and that's the 
thing. Um, you're all still based here in Australia. Dyson's overseas. Yeah. Kai's just come back. I yes. mean, he had a scholarship to play college basketball. Yep. Um, how has it felt to send both boys over to America? I mean, it's very feels yeah. very safe here look, for us. Oh, but look, you know, yeah. Look, um, no, look. It was always not a plan, but I suppose it was a plan that we just knew that if this is the journey they're continuing on, the place you need to be is in the USA for it. Yeah. Of course, um, but just to let you know, when I met Ricky 25 years ago, I was very prepared to go live in the US. Uh, I was excited and I'd already worked many places around the world and backpacked around the world, so I wasn't someone tied to have to live at home in Australia. So I had thought he'd met the perfect person to go yeah. live with him in the US. But lo and behold, he tells me, I'm not living in the US. It's too, it's too unsafe. <laughs> he wanted to grow his family here in Australia because he'd already felt so much better living here and the life and so forth. But I think we always knew that if they were travelling this dream, it was going to be the US. Um, I've, I've travelled the US enough to know it just depends where you live. There are safe places, bad places, things like that. There is obviously it's... it's scarier but right place right people you're okay yep you know so um but yeah they're both over there now and yeah i i'm more proud that they've gotten their dream than i am as um how do i describe it as a mum that wishes they were home with me yeah yeah i will eventually go towards them that's you know where Mm -hmm. they are yep and and travel. <laughs> so you um, came back on cloud nine. I mean, yep. you had a very nice extended break. Um, Dash and Ricky had to come home. Because, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, Dash has his own little basketball, you know, journey that he's on too now. He does. Um, so, yeah, you had a very nice time. Oh, I <laughs> did, I did. Hawaii, yeah. everywhere. And I, and um, just very quickly, you just mentioned, mentioned Dash. Sorry, I just want to say that it's a different journey again okay we now are not the unknowns just being parents going to tournaments and everything like that Dyson has brought a whole nother media attention to his younger brother because yes, he always shares so Dash already we're having to navigate like at local basketball games yeah. young kids are coming up asking for Dash's autograph I saw that at the well, Monday night um yeah we had the boomers and Iran playing mm. Bendigo which is incredible for us yep. to have such a, a big sporting um, event here but um, I had looked on the Insta that night <laughs> <laughs> and here it was you know Dash stuck around as well to meet some oh, fans no. I'm like but okay so there's another learning journey again because that's something we never had to consider with Dyson at all no okay so now I've got to figure out how do I navigate this for Dash yeah. that it doesn't I don't ruin him. This yeah. sounds no, a horrible thing to say of a different journey again of him getting to where his dreams are. Because yeah. he still needs to be humble. And Absolutely. There's still a grind. Or and... he still needs to work hard. Yeah. And I think we're all worried because the stories we've heard in Hollywood or movies or whatever, <laughs> that when it all comes too easy to you, you may yeah. stop working hard. Yep. You know, when you're already getting this limelight and people telling you how good you are and so forth. So a whole different journey again that as parents we're going to try and bring Dash through it. Mm. And Dash is only 14. Exactly. So I don't even want to have to think about it. I mean, I really don't want to have to think about it. I just want him to be 14, play junior basketball, get your selections for the next stages. But we're being forced to consider other stuff of what the outside world's making Mm. it. yeah incredible isn't it um but so many little kids are looking up to him that's the thing so again coming back to bendigo um back to reality now you and ricky have worked so very hard in building a business that can hopefully run without 
you know, Brigitte and Ricky. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> exactly. I know. You know, and I suppose, you know, you took, what was it, almost a month Oh, off, I looked like, nearly six or seven weeks. I was yeah. gone and Ricky was um, three weeks gone. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that comes into play to manage your business to that point, to be yes. able to take time out. And yeah. you guys have been in business forever. So, you know, that, that should have been something you can do. Yep. But you've both come back. And look, I, I know what your answer is going to be to this, but I will just first of all preface it and say, I really like coming into the gym and seeing Ricky <laughs> and Rikita <laughs> at the front desk. Oh, uh, look, and that's where you've, you lead me in my mind that I've been thinking a lot about this last week. Um, remember, ours is an independent family, when well, a family business, um, an independent business. We don't have head office franchises and things like that. So we've done the hard grind for 25 years about us now, reputation and business. And I don't know, so we probably took our finger off the ball, as you can imagine, for the last six months, all right? We haven't been in the business as much as we want to. Mm. Um, having said that, I, I knew, I've known for 10 months, 12 months, all right, that we were going to go to America for Dyson's opportunity. Does that make sense? So I had, had been heavily investing in staff that it would be, could take over management, marketing, do it all. And trying to transition D-Club to be D-Club the name with new branding, not D-Club Ricky and Brikita. Yeah. All right, with the way I employed staff, we did a whole rebrand, we did a whole new gym. To transition it to be a standalone, whoever worked at the business would run and Kimberly, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling you hand on heart. I don't know the answer. Um, it's it's for many reasons. Whether it's not so much the customers coming in to see Ricky and Brikita, but no one runs your business as well as you do. Mm. The staff want your attention, your conversations, your telling them they're great or not great. You know things like that. So many angles to all this that um, yeah, I've come back and I'm digging down hard to get my business back to the culture that it needs to be, um, which stems from from me and Ricky. Because yeah. we have stepped out probably a bit too for too long, mm. thinking that it could just run with without you, without us, yeah. and uh, that obviously makes us think about the future and what it means and what we're going to do there. Um, we are definitely not moving to America yet. I just like to put that out there. <laughs> I, Everyone wants to know. I that. know. <laughs> One, I don't want to. Two, it's still not necessary. Yeah. Um, Dyson is his own life now, okay? <laughs> He's a young man barking on his own life. Of course he wants to have family here and there, but T doesn't want his mum under the roof when he starts bringing the girls home. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and He's not coming for family dinner. Exactly. But the reality is they're on the, they play three games a week and they could and they fly all over America. So we don't need to be sitting in a house in a town that he not, he's not even there. Um I imagine, and when I say that, it really is imagine that when he settles down, girlfriend, wife, family, if everything works well and the girlfriend loves me or likes me around, we're we're really involved in his life as a family. But remember, not just Dyson, Kai and maybe Dash. But right now we have Dash to get through. Uh, We love Bendigo Australia still. We still have a business Dyson is back at the beginning of his career again. Mm. He is a rookie, okay? <laughs> he has to prove himself to stay on this in this NBA life. So They do say the hard work starts now. Yeah, so there's no reason for us to uproot our life, let alone we don't want to, mm, okay? Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, isn't it funny that um, 
yeah, here you are back in the business and, and working hard still. But as I said, it, it, I like coming in, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and even now oh, and then we see yeah. Coy in there now. So I you probably know, just it, need a bit more of that from my members that they like seeing yeah. us again. I mean, I'm not saying none of them do, don't say that. Uh, probably would like a little bit more because then you would go in more. Yeah. It's a bit yep. like any staff member. Tell them that you thank them and like them. They'll come in more. Yep. But they're big <laughs> hours though. Know. Like as you said, you've worked in the business. Yes. You've had the business for, you know, yeah. 25 years and you're in there from – you know, sometimes I six know. till six. But you know? I mean, I mean, the reality is that um, now we're over in our fifties now. Me and Ricky, so um, we need to attract a different demographic so that comes through in fitness and health. Mm. Um, it's awful. I don't feel that way. I feel like I can talk to a twenty-year-old no problem. But I'm yeah. sure when they're looking at me, they have different thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as in whether it's the way I, you know, do you know what I mean? It's just different. Yeah. Um, and I'm very wise to that. So there isn't. There has to be an end game, one or the other. Definitely. Mm. So just to wrap us up, um, if you could describe the experience of, of the draft in yeah. general, um, what words would you use? Oh, immensely proud of everything Dyson has represented as a person and an athlete. Um, just a, an experience I will forever hold so high of an adventure of everything beyond my wildest dreams that I could have imagined, went well, went right, had my moment just to make it even more exciting, which I didn't expect, which is why it was exciting. Um, Got to do it with my family. So it's just that in itself, the whole family being a part of it. And I love to learn. I'll say it again, love to ask questions. (laughs) And it just makes life a great journey. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> well, um, yes, thank you for, you know, finding time for, you know, a little publication like Oak. <laughs> I've been waiting. I, 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 look, I was just, no one's really, I, I, love, I, I will share my experience with everybody and I, because I need to keep remembering it too because yeah. so many little things yeah. happened that I've forgotten and the, the tiniest things that mattered to the bigger story. Yeah. Um, so the more I can speak to someone a little bit about it, it's a nice memory lane already for me because um, it is a bit sad that that is a world away now. Really, I'm sitting here in Bendigo, back to my club, back to my you know, working life and family life, and it's a world away. I just I feel very, yeah. very removed from what's going on with Dyson, even though we have Messenger and FaceTime and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm not feeling what's going on over yep. there. So. Will you just head back over when the season starts to watch his yes, first games? maybe not the first game, yeah. um, but we found a block there where there's a good six or seven games through December to January, mm. so we will book that time. Oh. So, so he'll be home in um, – home? <laughs> home. <laughs> he'll be in New Orleans in his new place, the Pelicans, and so we'll get to all stay there where he's there and go watch quite a few games then well, and have Christmas as a family. So that's, oh, that's a good option. Amazing. Yeah. Well, um, we'll all be watching. I'm now a – fan of um the <laughs> new orleans pelicans, new orleans pelicans. Uh, I'm, it was so funny like when um dyson was drafted zakai was on his laptop uh you know getting a jersey and putting the name on it not knowing what number he was already like there'd be so many kids that are yeah. doing we're doing that like and you and i week. we just think about that in the bigger picture of business and the phenomenon yeah, and the social media incredible. and something you'd never thought about in that world which is many worlds, like, yeah, you know, many yep. industries, that's what happens. Yeah, I think um, it might have been a couple of days later we were in at Rebel and they had a Pelicans beanie, so yeah. David bought that and <laughs> wore it all winter. And it's just been funny because 
people will recognize it. Yeah. This is the thing. You go to football and people are like, oh, the Pelicans. I see you've jumped on that bandwagon early. <laughs> and heads up a little scoop. Um, there's no absolute dates, can I, but I can promise you next April, which is usually uh, when the season has finished for everybody, right, yeah. really, even if you've been in finals, you've finished, Dyson will be back in Bendigo. There'll be a big event at the stadium. You'll be able to buy tickets, do a meet and greet, all oh, that sort of stuff. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the first place he plans on coming back to is to thank the Bendigo people. So... That is going to be huge. <laughs> I just think, you know, what the boom has brought to town. I know. Like this is an NBA star coming, so this will be incredible. Um, I can't yeah. believe that you went with your son and not your husband. I'm like, how did you get to pick it? Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was good. It's good to see things like that. Um, and I think I go to it from a marketing perspective, though. I will admit that. Yep. Um, just especially being in Bendigo and knowing we have the Commonwealth Games coming up. Like for me, yep. you know, I'm thinking a couple of years down the track and what does that look like and how can how can we leverage it as business owners in town yeah absolutely um, and make the most of it all yeah. the time all the time isn't it never switch off <laughs> as always thank you Rikita. thank you kimberly enjoyed <laughs> now before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media and if you have any questions we'd like to celebrate a win can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>